Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pato. Pato, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was alright. Uh, Friday was a little bit of a bummer. I uh, was supposed to go see my favorite all-time punk band, Apocalypse Hoboken, play at the Chop Shop in Chicago, Illinois. And Friday morning, the lead singer came down with COVID. So the show got canceled. And uh, it was... It was really, um, really disappointing, primarily because I had um, kind of planned on dying at the show. I had um, me and a uh, friend of the show, Lee Jacobson of JacobsonLegalServices.com. We go to, you know, we used to see them a lot in high school. And then in like the early 2000s, they kind of broke up, but they'll reunite and play every four or five years. And if you look at any of the live photos from the band's uh reunion shows in the past like 20 years or so we're always like right up front like smashed into the crowd right like you know pinned between people in the, in the front stage and shit and um i was kind of thinking like should i how am i going to do that this year how am i going to do that this show am i going to like hang in the back and like not mosh or anything or am i just like you know going to sit on the sidelines and i thought no i'm gonna go in and we'll just fucking see what happens so I had thought, you know, if something happens like this would be a fitting way to go out. I wasn't being like suicidal or anything, but I was just like, well, just, you know, if I go, this is the way to go. And then the show got canceled. So I was like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> so it um, wasn't your time. Is it it was not my time. The, the fates intervened and said, no, 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 you have to do this Area 51 episode first. So <laughs> I, I'm not done. I am not done producing content for the Patreon either. So I guess the god spoke but yeah that was uh i don't know i was i must have been saved by the arizona jackalope <laughs> Jesus. You, oh you have been doing your research i have i have and fuck the snallygaster fuck the squonk i want to make the arizona jackalope the, the, the new thing because they're they're very cute and uh they're very marketable and i think at the tennessee dogman convention in august i'm gonna staple some antlers to some bunny heads and uh sell them so we can uh use the proceeds to set up a memorial fund for jim jam after i completely annihilate his ass at ski ball so that was friday saturday i got to go swimming play some D, &D which was fun that's cool uh, yeah uh and then so we always talk about joe bob night on fridays i'm a big mst3k fan and something really historic happened that they're really not talking about on the internet because i guess friday there was a lot going on but uh, Joel, Joel Hodgson slash Robinson, the original host of MST3K, came back for the first time in 30 years to do an episode of MST3K on uh, there. So MST3K came back and they did two seasons on Netflix. They were pretty good with Jonah, uh, Jonah Ray slash Jonah Heston. And now they launched their own app called the Gizmoplex. And they do new episodes, but you have to use the app and you have to either subscribe to the season which is like over a hundred bucks. It's like ridiculously expensive. Or you have to buy the shows individually for like a buck an episode or something, which makes way more sense because it's not like there's a hundred episodes this season. So whatever. Right. Um, well, I don't think you, I don't think you buy them. I think you rent them, but even so you're only going to really watch it once. So it's kind of a weird delivery method that I'm not entirely sold on, but I am a huge MST3K fan. So I was like, fuck it. And yeah, this Friday, uh, the original host came back for uh, demon squad. His first episode in 30 years so that was fucking awesome and wow. then That's yeah awesome. i didn't know that yeah I, it, I don't know why it wasn't a bigger well because 
because like I said, there was a lot going on Friday. Um, so the internet was kind of distracted with other other things. Um, and I guess it just kind of slipped through the, through the news cycle. But, um, there was that. And then I, uh, I pretty much spent, um, spent a lot of time this weekend powering through the new Alan H. Greenfield book, Saucers and Saucerers, Strange Fiction, the Stranger Than Fiction story of UFOs and those who chase them. Uh, it was a good read. I read it over the course of like three, four days and uh, would highly recommend it to all of our listeners. And I hope that we get to talk about it more in the near future. Um, spoiler alert, we, we very well may. Yes. Um, <laughs> just, uh, you know, putting that out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted okay, to cock tease yeah. it. I don't, just want to put the tip in on that one. I didn't want to. Yeah, that's okay. It all the way. Okay. And then also, obviously, did a metric butt ton of research about 90s, uh, the 90s heavy Arizona music scene for our July Patreon episode on Arizona. So if you want some teasers, go listen to Dead Hot Workshop or Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Because oh, when, when we do Arizona for July. Uh, Are you giving me the heads up? <laughs> no. the, the Patreon, yeah. The, uh, um, the uh, well, we keep calling it the communion episode dropped over there. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it is actually um, Pat O um, sharing never before heard or seen details about his uh, infamous alien encounter as a boy. And the ties that there could potentially be between his uh, his encounters and his experiences and uh, Whitley Strieber's communion. So, right. um, uh, plus all the other shit that you get over there. Why aren't you subscribed to the fucking the Patreon yet? And there's a Discord now. It's not too popping quite yet. I'm a little disappointed, but I guess I'm the one that has to make that happen. Um, but that's where I think we should get the nudes group chat going on Discord. Nudes group chat on Discord, maybe. Uh- I'm going to start posting feed pics up on that motherfucker. Speaking of which, oh my God, thank God I made that fucking joke. I realized that on our merch show, on our merch uh, t-shirt spring thing, we now sell, uh, not flip-flops, they're called slip-ons, or what are they called? Slides. Slides. Fucking whatever. They're like flip-flops or sandals. Um, And I will gift a pair to anybody that will wear them and then take pictures of their feet in them. So, uh, I guess I should make this open to all genders, even though, like, dudes, we don't want to see your fucking feet, but, I mean, whatever. Um, if you don't know, maybe Greg Morrill has some really fantastic feet. I'd see those feet. I mean, I'm willing to bet that he does, but I, I you know, the, how much are those things? They're like 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reason, at least if, I don't know. So yes, if you have, if you want to be uh, an, an official on Wednesdays, we talk weird foot model. Foot model, send, yeah. Send your um, either give us a call at seven seven three five nine weird, or send us your resume to uh, what's the email? I don't know. Just hit us up on social media because I don't have access to the email. On Wednesdays, but, um, we talk weird at gmail dot com. But there is also social media. Um, you can contact myself or Pat O directly. Um, more, I, you should probably contact Pat O directly uh, since this right because we'll have to get your size. And, and just just forewarning. We're going to need to ask for your address. Not because we're going to show up and kill you, because we need to know where to sell the fucking sandals. Send the fucking sandals. So, like, you know, I'm not going to ask for your social, all right? But don't say you're going to do this and be like, well, I don't want you to know where I live. How are you going to get the slip-ons? Okay. So just think about yeah. that. Yeah. I um, don't want to kill you, because if I do, that means that it's one less listener to the show. So, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. you know. You are, you are never more safe 
Right. <laughs> you are never more safe than when you are a on Wednesdays we talk weird listener. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, will, I will make sure I will go out of my fucking way that no harm ever comes to you. In fact, exactly. if yeah. somebody is threatening your existence, let me know and I will make sure that, you know, if you need an abortion, I will take you to a state where you can get one. Just yep. so that you don't have to do any back alley shit that could potentially risk your life because we value you as a listener that goddamn much. Yeah. So there you go. That was my weekend. How was yours? <laughs> it was your birthday. It was your birthday party. Happy no, birthday. it's not my birthday yet. Um, my right. birthday is, is June thirtieth, and uh, but it was my it was my birthday party. I have I don't have just a birthday. I have a birth month. <laughs> you know that's that's what I do. Um, you know it's always a big to do, and and that's just how I do things. But um, yeah, I'll start with Friday night. Friday night, I ho- I was the MC at the uh, Circle of Mother Earth's Magical Masquerade in Williamsburg, Ohio nice how'd that go um, well I'll, it was fun <laughs> i'll say that it was fun um i had a good time uh the dj there was a dj there that played music all night he was a good guy um his name's dj bingo and uh definitely check like out. Juggalo. he was fun he probably is a juggalo he gave me very heavy juggalo vibes um so i wouldn't DJ. be surprised but the the venue was really really cool um it it was it's at this place called terror town and it's an old western town and during the fall season um it's haunted and uh they do but they do all kinds of cool shit there um so that was neat um but like nobody showed up to it so that's a problem um you know this this ball this masquerade event is put on and you know what i'll tell you they did a really solid job they had i mean food they were vendors selling shit um you know they had a whole event there was a costume contest i mean there was all kinds of things planned you know the event organizers i don't know what happened there um i don't know why it didn't do well um but it's a charity event anyway and and anytime you you know make a a ticket purchase or anything else i mean it it all goes towards charity so um next year you guys should probably go to that because this was um not good it was not a good turnout and i I don't understand why i don't know but i had a good time i mean it was just me drinking with the red and potato ann and um you know we just drank and eventually we left a little bit early there was karaoke because i I don't know why not um but yeah anyway so i did that um that was cool uh i did actually speak with the owner quite a bit and there may be things coming in the future and if you are actually part of the patreon and in the discord you might have a little bit of an idea of what that could be so oh damn yeah which is a big deal it is a big deal so stay tuned for that but that's really all i can say about it and then of course i had my birthday party saturday night and I don't remember any of it, which means that obviously I had a great time. So, <laughs> <laughs> what were you yeah. drinking at least? What were you drinking? Rum and Coke. That's what I drink. Right. That's my drink of choice. It's rum and Coke. Um, at some point in the night, um, so I wear a um, I wear a, a sensor on my arm that that monitors my blood sugar because I'm a type one diabetic, mm-hmm. and um, it I guess it came off, and um. You know, God love my friends. They were so concerned. You know, they thought that I needed to have it immediately or I could I could die right then and there. I didn't, but that's what they thought. And so um, they all got together and watched a YouTube video to put the sensor back on my belligerently drunk ass. 
and um <laughs> while you flailed around <laughs> right and apparently apparently the one like fell off and so i the old one fell off and i was just gonna like pick it up and put it back on and like you absolutely can't do that <laughs> like that's what i was I, I did it anyway um so they were like oh that's a hope you out they did put it on wrong so i wasted a whole sensor and now i don't get to have one for about five days which does suck um but i'll i'll live i'll be all right so you know wow. but anyway um yeah so that, you know anyway it was it was good it was a good time as far as i know and then sunday i spent that day you know i spent sunday recovering so <laughs> but that was that was uh that was my weekend i did also do other things um this week and some things you guys should check out coming up um i recorded an episode uh, a different episode um a different show called the burning veil podcast um i was on there with uh ryan tremblay from uh you know monster radio ryan and uh we talked about hell all kinds of things um you know it was supposed to specifically be about the dog man and the, and the gugwee but um things kind of got off track so if you want to listen to that listen to that um i also recorded an episode with a podcast called strange dominions and actually um that guy was awesome he was really cool and I, i'd love to get him on the show um and i probably will but if you haven't checked out his podcast you should i don't think my episode is out yet but i would definitely uh you know be prepared for it because it's it's really good stuff <laughs> and uh, i think you guys will really like it so that was my weekend cool that was my weekend you want some uh you want some news uh sure what are you gonna talk lots, about there are lots of things in the news this week um, aren't there yeah <laughs> There are. Um, so, you know, and some of the stuff I'm not going to mention. Because um, <laughs> it's just too unbelievable, even for this show. It would be, you, you would think that we were pulling your leg. <laughs> well, get, the, get the fuck out of here. What are you saying? That's, that's impossible. As but, much yeah. as I desperately want to talk about that because I'm a woman in America, I won't. Um, you know, I know that you guys are hearing enough of it because I know I am. I've been avoiding social media like the plague because it is fucking depressing, right? <laughs> so, and that's how you handle problems here on on Wednesdays. You talk with you ignore them, and they go away. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely the two spokespeople for that. That me undies mattress spring. I mean, seriously, absolutely. <laughs> that, <laughs> Denial should be a sponsor of the show. De denial yes the, the, sponsored by denial yeah um but yeah i'm going to just avoid that altogether but there were some things um there was there's this like new bigfoot picture going around of some bigfoot smiling allegedly in the woods that's cool i guess um another video going around of somebody filming like a shadow thing behind a tree supposedly i don't care about that no no no, no. those that is not the news that i care about this week what i care about this week is that jetpack man is back wow i didn't hear about this yeah jet, there was another um sighting if you guys aren't aware we've kind of been um i don't want to say tracking the story but definitely talking about it every time it shows up uh, mm -hmm. there have been reports of a man flying a jetpack around in um you know unreasonable places that he shouldn't be allowed to or be able to even fly one in um but yeah it was i think they said he was like sixteen thousand feet up um when when it was seen and you know of course it's around the uh you know lax airport. yeah yeah mm -hmm, california um but yeah another jetpack man sighting and that's really it just they reported there's a man out here flying a jet jetpack and they're just like oh that's weird do you think he's q do i think he's q <laughs> or do i think he's cute oh because it's a q oh uh, in fact i'd probably fuck the jetpack man um 
<laughs> it's got a yeah. jetpack. Sure, it could be Q. Why not? I don't know. Right. I haven't talked to him. If if he ever lands, I'll ask him. Somebody ask him. Are you Q? And it then ask be. him if he's single. <laughs> yeah, it was done this way because it must be done this way. I I don't you know I don't know what the deal with the jetpack man is. I'm I'm very curious. Um, but you know it, it is very fitting for um tonight's episode because. You know, we've kind of have talked about before if this could just be some rich asshole with a jetpack flying around or, you know, whatever. And um, although I don't think it is, I don't know what it is. I can't I can't tell you what it is, but I don't think it's an actual man flying a jetpack because we don't have jetpacks that can do what this thing does. So I, I don't know. Right. What do you think about the jetpack man? Uh, I had heard that it was like a drone on a dummy or something or a mannequin. Um I had read that somewhere. Someone tried to, someone released a video where they were trying to prove that that's what it is. I honestly don't have, like, because that's the thing is that when you look at it from, like, the ground in these videos, it's like people try to hypothesize, like, his height and everything and how far up he is. But it's not an exact science because you have to take into account, like, distance and perspective and all that stuff. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I really don't know. Um, I don't think it's worthy of us doing a whole episode, maybe like a, a Patreon butt nugget or something where we do like a 20 minute, like, like sure. these are the facts. These, the, yeah. these are all the sightings. These are what we know for sure. This is all that. Um, I don't think that the, I never got the vibe that that was necessarily supernatural. Cause like, it's a jetpack. Like it's not necessarily like a winged humanoid or, or something crazy. Like the shit that you see in like the South America countries where it looks like an angel or like, you know, Mothman or something like that. Right. Where it's, it doesn't, it's a more unnatural looking shape that's flying. Um, this looks like a dude with a jetpack, right? So yeah, maybe. There's been like um, there, there's like a phenomenon that happens where people see just people, people without wings, people without equipment, just flying in the air. Um, and that's that's not really something anybody talks about anymore. Um, it kind of reminds me of our buddy Adam from the Pine Barrens Institute. I think he would be interested in that topic. But um, it's kind of an old, outdated thing. Back when I was a wee Fortean researcher, I remember reading about these a lot or seeing pictures and video of just people flying in the air with nothing. Um, so I don't know if the jetpack man actually like has a jetpack or if it's just that they're seeing this human and flying in the air with nothing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't enough. You know, they're just saying it looks like someone's flying around with a jetpack. And it's pilots that are reporting this. It's not like it's people that don't know what the fuck's in the sky or you know right out yeah. all the time so i don't know i agree maybe we would do like a little we should do like a little one-off on the patreon about it um because i mean if he keeps this shit up we're gonna have to i mean <laughs> 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 you know who is this man um if you are a jetpack man and you listen to the show you should come on the show and <laughs> I'm always hopeful. <laughs> like if you're if you're uh, Bigfoot and you want to come talk about it on the show, you should. Uh, you know, nobody's nobody's uh, brought back yet. So or yeah, nobody nobody has um you know volunteered their time to talk about their being a Bigfoot or a jetpack man. So yeah, I think that's something where I'm just kind of biased is that um I just figured that everyone that's into this stuff had some experience with it in the past. You know what I mean? Because I've had such a I I'm Maybe it's a creative interpretation of history, but I've always, um, you know, and I've talked about it at length on the show and on the Patreon and whatnot. But it's interesting when I when I come across people that are like, no, I've never had anything weird happen to me. It's like, really? Like, never? Nothing? Nothing? Never. Like, oh, my God. Like, that's boring. 
That's so boring. boring. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't imagine. I don't well, know. One thing I had, one thing I did have, um, I, I didn't mention it because it's not that significant, but I had my godson's birthday party this this weekend, and I gave him, um, amongst other things, but I, I gave him the uh, Mothman Learns the ABCs book that I picked up from oh. um, Forest Ranger Bob or whatever the fuck his name is. Danner. Uh, yeah. At uh, that thing we were at. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> at UFO Fest, at, at the what, Withville UFO Fest, he had the booth next to ours, and I went over and I bought the Mothman book, and um, I got it home and I read it, and I was like, "This is fucking." I really, th- I thought it was really cute, and my godson's birthday was coming up, and I was like, "You know what? Instead of it sitting on my shelf, I'm gonna give it to him, and I'll, next time I see the guys, I'll buy another one." And um, in the inside cover, I wrote like a, a inscription, "My godson," and I said that the world is more interesting when you believe in monsters. Right. Aww. And I, I honestly believe that. And that's, I've, that's how I've always maintained that I keep an open mind about this stuff is because if you don't like imagine like the just the black and white bland reality that you're condemning yourself to. You know what I mean? It's like Pleasantville before everyone starts fucking, you know, it's just like you, you could live like this if you wanted to. But I don't know why you would. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, right. So you so you're saying you would like to believe that Jetpack Man is real. But you don't. Oh, I think it's real. I think it's, it's, it, it, I mean, the, the idea that it's a kite or something, right? Cause that was one of the things that it was like a kite or a drone. I mean, look at what it's going to be. Okay. Either it's a dude in a jetpack, It's some kind of weird supernatural thing, which I don't think, right? I think it's a dude with a jetpack, or it's a drone that's carrying a dummy or something like that. Well, it's a balloon. You know, th- that was, that was, um, that idea was posed. Um, they had pictures of a Jack Skellington balloon. Um, right but balloons are too you get air currents up there and it's going to flip around all over the place i don't think i don't think it could be a balloon or a kite i think it would have to be something solid state it would have to be like a dummy on a drone or something you know what i mean something with weight to it that's going to withstand air turbulence if it was a balloon it would flip around and shit i would like to ask the the pilots who've seen it um more details because like i said we don't know if it's actually wearing a jetpack um, we don't know if it's not. We don't know. I mean, there's so many details that aren't being asked when they're reporting these sightings. Or I, I don't know if maybe they're just not sharing those details with us or what. But well, the videos I remember seeing, and granted, like I I didn't see this most recent one, and I haven't looked at them in a while. But I have looked at them. It it seems to me like it's doing the pose that you think a person would have to do if they were if they had an actual fucking rocket strapped to their back, right? Like their arms are at ninety degrees. And they're not moving their legs backwards because the flames are shooting out of this box on their back, the jetpack, right? So you got to be real careful to make sure that shit stays behind you and your feet don't go underneath it. So you got to kind of have very rigid posture, which if you were a dummy, you're not moving around either, right? And when you think about like, think about how skydivers do all that crazy flips and shit just by kind of leaning one way or the other. And right, because like if you kind of move your center of gravity forward, you'll move forward, or if you want to go back, you go back. So like I think that that's why when you see these videos, the videos that I remember seeing, is the person's very still. They're not like waving and shit or like you know flipping around or anything. They're just kind of like in the air, like up super high, like flying around, but they're not moving a whole lot. You don't see the legs kicking. You don't see the fucking the person doing somersaults, right? And that, to me, says either, like, no, that's what a human being would have to do if they had a rocket strapped to their back, or that's what a dummy would do that's not going to move, that doesn't have articulate limbs, 
if it's being carried around by a drone. So those are those are the two things I subscribe to. Is either it's, it's literally it's actually a dude with a jetpack, or it's a, a dummy or mannequin or something. That's really weird. There's only one video of of the jetpack man. Oh, okay. And I mean, it just doesn't. It just. I mean, yeah. I guess you can kind of speculate as to what's going on there, but not really. There's. It's just too far away, too fast, too blurry to tell. Um, you know. So I don't know. I guess that that's what they're saying. I. I don't. I guess I would assume too that it would be a jetpack. Yeah. Anyway, that was the news for the week. Cool. Let's uh. Let's talk about this uh, subject that's been done to death. This this well, area fifty one. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think I got something that's very oh, go uh, very groundbreaking for this. I'm not going to get into it just yet. We'll get there eventually. Ooh, but okay. I think I got yeah. some new info that uh, the listeners not, might not be totally up to date on. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what the hell is Area 51? Um, it is a military installation out in the Nevada desert. Do you say Nevada or Nevada? I say Vegas. You say Vegas. <laughs> The the rest of Vegas. Vegas. I ain't talking um, about Pahrumpf. <laughs> anyway, um, so it, yeah, it's a big military installation. But what's what's been crazy about it is that um, the government did not officially recognize or claim Area Fifty One until June twenty fifth, twenty thirteen, nine years ago. Right. Um. Which I was surprised by that. I did not realize that it had been. I guess I thought that they had laid claim to it before, um, but but they did not. Um, and no, everybody, I'll oh, go ahead. I was going to say no. They they. I'm getting into some of my info right now, but they so vehemently denied its existence and refused to acknowledge it publicly before then. Then in 1995, when they were making the movie Independence Day with your boy Will Smith, um, the scenes that took place at Area 51. The military was originally going to provide personnel, vehicles, and costumes for the film, and they backed out because the producers refused to remove the Area 51 references. So that's wow. something we've kind of talked about on the show before, how yeah. Hollywood is definitely in bed with the military because where the fuck are you going to get the battleships when you're making the movie Battleship? And, um, yeah, they, you know, they didn't even want to loan their stuff to a movie that said Area 51 as of 1995 they were still it was the worst kept secret but they were still fucking rock solid denying it i uh had wanted to talk about something um i think it was last week's episode um in the news a week prior to that uh clinton had gone on and was talking about like ufos in area 51 he said that he sent people in there to make sure there's no aliens there and he said that there was not prior to that point I have a very vivid memory, and I know I've talked about it on the show, and I fucking who knows where, and I'm not going to go back and listen to 120 episodes just to not find it. Um, Clinton made the claim that he was denied access to Area 51. He really wanted to go there, and they would not let him. They wouldn't let him go. I remember because he used to do the late night talk shows. He was the first president that would do that stuff. He did it during his campaign um, for presidency. Like he, I remember he played saxophone on Letterman or some shit. Um, and I want to say that they would throw him questions about it once in a while. Right. Kimmel's done that with people in the past too. And it's always kind of tongue in cheek and stuff, but 
they've asked them point blank about UFOs and disclosure and what's going on. And the presidents always claim ignorance. Like if there is, I don't know about it or there's nothing to it or whatever. Um, but yeah, they do get, they do get asked the questions from time to time. It would not surprise me. They do. And like, you know, I was, when I was trying to dig for that, um, because I know that's something that I had read about and it wasn't that hard to find initially. Um, it was kind of everywhere. And I was like, wait, is that, cause I'll read something like that and it sounds ridiculous, but I'm like, wait, is that true? And then after I did digging, you know, on it, I found out that it was, it was true. There was actually video of it where you could hear him talking about it. None of that fucking exists now. And that's weird to me. Maybe it's a Mandela effect thing. I don't know. Um, I, I remember when we did the, um, the, the Wright Pat Air Force Base episode where we talked about the one, I think it was a senator or governor or something from a state. And he had asked about the, um, you know, the Roswell crash debris and whatever he was told, I can't show you and don't ever fucking ask that ever again or I'll shoot you in the face. They didn't say that, but pretty much like they were, they were like, do not ask us about that ever again. So I was like, if, you know, am, am I misremembering this? And maybe that's, I got the two mixed up, but I fucking swear to you, it was, um, it was Clinton and he was gung ho about going to area 51 and figuring it out. And they denied him access. He wasn't allowed in. It, it was uh, Marco Rubio, I think, is the guy. He was a Republican senator that was really big on UFO disclosure. And it was kind of part of his, he was a Republican nominee for the for the White House. And uh, he would bring it up a lot. It, it'd bring it up a lot, but it would come up. And right. he definitely was the guy that was like, no, I'll try to get to the bottom of this. I'm fucking just curious as you guys are, you know. But Clinton's been big into it as well. I mean, he. I mean, he did say, you know, that was the recent news was that, um, he tried to, you know, he sent people in there to check, make sure there was no aliens and there wasn't. He just says it's for testing um, craft, military craft. And um, now, nowadays, in, in 2022, um, that's still the agenda. It's it's just because they're testing military craft. That's it. That's what they do there at Area 51. That's the official answer. Yeah, and I have to say that, you know, it's always a red flag when you know that these secret installations exist, these top secret installations exist, and um, you know that stuff is going on there, and when you try to get information or, or you know, the military won't, won't acknowledge anything happening there, like, that's obviously a red flag, because you're like, look, this space doesn't exist just for shits and giggles, what the fuck are you doing? One of the things about Area 51, though, is that the amount of info that's been released about the things that we do know that's happening there uh them test it's you know kind of a research and development um air force base where they they'll build stuff uh at different locations and then they'll ship it out there to be test flown um that there's enough going on there to keep that place busy i'm not saying there's not clandestine hinky shit going on but there's enough just general military top secret stuff going on there as well you know I mean, I guess so. I don't really, I, you know what, eventually when they come out and just said, we're testing planes, well, who gives a fuck about that? Who cares? Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's still stuff. See, that they you keep can't even answer here. it. No, no, I can't. I can't. That's, listen, a, a lot of what our, our, our military's superiority comes from the fact that other countries don't know how our shit works. Right. When I was researching this, there was um, one of the stories I came across was that there was two uh, Iranian or like Russian pilots or some oh, fuck. I should have written this down. There was two pilots from a, uh, a a non-friendly country that got lost on a training mission and accidentally landed in Israel. And this happened back in the 80s. Right. 
So Israel convinces these two guys to land at their airport, their airbase. They land. They, I don't know, whatever they do to the pilots, they kill them or they send them back home to be killed. And they take the planes and they ship them to Area 51, right? Now, these are terrestrial objects. These are Russian MiGs in the 80s or something, right? And because now we have enemy aircraft, we have our guys fly it and we know how fast they go. We know their maneuverability capabilities. We know their weapon capabilities, right? Because when you're going against something else in combat, you don't know what's under the hood. You don't know how fast it can go or how, how many bullets it can carry or what kind of armaments it has. You don't have access to their missiles. We build our missiles one way. Now it's probably, I mean, now granted, this, this was 40 years ago. Now probably everyone's buying the weapons from the same motherfucking company. <laughs> you know, so it's a little bit different. Well, but I mean, during the Cold War, at least, during the Cold War, there was genuine, like, we didn't know what the enemies had. The reason the Cold War with Russia went on as long as we did, because we thought they were a stronger military presence than they actually were right so there is something to be said about keeping what you have under like under wraps i mean look at all the stuff that they think is going on now with the chinese and corporate espionage where they're stealing our cell phone development techniques or like our you know all of our technology they're kind of taking it and hacking it and then you know being able to make knockoffs and shit right that's just intellectual properties for cell phones and from from basic techno technology stuff we're not talking about like aircraft or anti-aircraft weapons or anti-radar technology and stuff like that stealth technology you know we invent it that means that the other people don't have it we don't want them to get a, a hold on it you know so i right okay so i understand that part of it but why why <laughs> okay all right, I get the details, but it's not like we didn't know that fucking Russia had airplanes, right? It's not like people don't know that we have fucking airplanes or we have fucking weapons or whatever. Why was it such a big deal to keep it so secret all of those years that we were, you know, inventing shit? Nobody cares about that. Just fucking say that from the get-go. Hey, we're going to be testing out airplanes over here. It's not like people didn't know. You know, but then to continue to deny it for years and years and years and years and years and act like it just was never even a thing and only to finally, you know, come out and be like, oh, yeah, it was just airplanes. No, it was never just airplanes. I can't tell you what it was. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, by the end of this episode, I don't think that it's as important as people put, you know, the importance onto it. Um, but I something's going on there. Something else. Something that would be you know, completely fucking shocking to the entire country and they'll never tell us what it is. But it wasn't just fucking airplanes. I, I think that's definitely a possibility. I think that if they if they recovered any kind of uh, alien aircraft, it would probably be sent to Area 51 or a place like Area 51 to do exactly what they did with the Russian or Iranian captured jet fighters right? right they're going to take it apart they're going to see how it flies they're going to get our test pilots in it to see if they can figure out how to fly it what's the maneuverability what what's it got under the hood what can it do right because you're only going to find that out if you fly it yourself you can look at it and you can study it but at some point someone's going to have to get in the motherfucker and try to drive it right and that's the area where they did it so i think you saw a lot of stuff test uh a lot of stuff test flown there be it terrestrial stuff or maybe stuff that they found. If you right. if you believe the Bible is our shit, that's 100% what they were doing. There. They were flying UFOs that they either recovered from crash sites or they dug up in archaeological... Archaeolog uh, you say it. I can't archaeological? Say 
Yes, 100%. Uh, that they found through through dig sites. They found a UFO buried in, a, you know, fucking dirt. They would ship it there. So I think it's balls. I, I mean, I definitely think it's a... And, and one of the things I was going to bring up, I might as well just do it now, is that um, in the movie Zero Dark Thirty, it, dramati- it dramatizes this, but it's it's been proven, or it's been a, at least part of the government's story, that the raid on Osama bin Laden was... Uh, planned and um rehearsed in area 51 because yeah. they needed a top secret place to do it they didn't want anybody to know they were going after this guy or they knew where he was at area 51 is a top secret facility okay checks that box and then also given the uh area the kind of um geography around groom lake it matched the conditions in afghanistan right right it's a mountainous desert region had the same type of temperatures and winds and all this stuff and that's where the navy seals trained to do the raid on osama bin laden's compound was out of area 51 so once again top secret facility doesn't mean they're not doing ufo stuff but we know that they were they were also doing plenty of terrestrial top secret shit as well sure and we do know that um you know and if they just needed a place to be like hey guys this is just our private place where we do all of our private shit and that's why we have it on lockdown the way it is that's cool but they've never even really said that they just go oh it just planes i mean that's 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 an issue for me so you know and and maybe that's because i live in a base town with a base with, Mm. with the base i live in the town with the base it's not area 51 but it's i think more shit goes on there than it does at area 51 um, actually, that is where the Roswell crash debris is supposed to be at. The mm-hmm. pilots came and said that they flew it there. Um, you know, that that that's the story. And So maybe planes aren't all that exciting to me because you can walk into the Air Force Museum and you can see all of these drones and this crazy technology that we've developed over the years. And so I don't know. Maybe to me it's not shocking, but maybe to some military brat it is. I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't give a shit about military or planes or weapons or whatever um so but you know why why all the rumors about um area 51 and everything that's going on well first of all the secrecy that was a big deal um you know the fact that they never claimed it but everybody knew that something was going on there um there's been a well there was a huge incident where um oh god what was the organization name was it skylab took a picture of area 51 and the military freaked the fuck out about it and was like you absolutely cannot show that picture anywhere um i think that since then google maps does have the overview i think you can see it um but for a very long time like even just anybody knowing at all that this place existed was um a criminal offense you'd get in trouble and you know they they didn't want anybody to to know about it um but the news really broke on area 51 and kind of became more of a talking point for people once a man by the name of bob lazar came forward and started talking about this place and you know i thought about doing an episode on bob lazar all on its own and maybe one day we will um but i'll be honest with you like with skinwalker ranch it's one of those things that i've always heard about but i never really read about pat were you big into bob lazar um so Yes and no. I was I was familiar with the story um, because this all kind of came about in the 80s, and that was when uh, I would watch Unsolved Mysteries and Inside Edition and uh, Current Affair, and then Sightings was when 
UFOs finally got its own stuff. But like during the eighties, um, you would see maybe once a week, these news programs would have like a UFO story or they would have something about it. And, um, area 51 was something that was probably began to really penetrate, uh, pop culture consciousness in the eighties. And I was there for it. So I, if you asked me when I first heard about it, I couldn't tell you, but it, you know, let me. It had always kind of been in the background, and because of Bob Lazar, um, I, I'd say I wasn't like I don't want to say intimately familiar because it's not like I talked to the dude. But that documentary that came out a couple of years ago, when he did an interview with Rogan, um, I mean, I watched the interview and I watched the episode he did on Joe Rogan. So like now I know a hell of a lot more from it. Um, but that's only recently. You know, I was peripherally aware of him back in the day, but. Yeah, Bob Lazar um, says that well, he 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 showed up on a was it a documentary? It wasn't a documentary he was originally on. It was something else, something smaller. It was on the news with uh, George Knapp. So one of the yes. uh, coast to coast hosts, George Knapp, was from. That's why I made the joke about Pahrumpf, Nevada. He was a uh, he was like a television anchor that would do investigative reporting, and he Bob Lazar came to him and started. They, the two of them started investigating the story and doing stuff on uh, on the news, and he kind of opened up the thing about it. Art Bell did the same thing where the Area 51 call, which is like this famous coast-to-coast AM thing that I'm sure we've talked about on the show like half a dozen times already. But How do you the, not remember that, where fucking the whole, we got we got taken off the air when we talked about that. You don't remember that? No. Then wipe my memory. <laughs> wow that was a good episode the interrupted broadcast episode yeah legit fucking got taken was off interrupted there. yeah okay. yeah well let me stop talking about it thing so i don't want to have to fucking right. do this one over <laughs> right well let's just okay so hold on so bob lazar goes out and he he is um anonymous and he goes i am a physicist and i was subcontracted to go work at area 51 and they brought me there and they had me work on these flying saucers and you know so we we were reverse engineering alien technology he to my knowledge did not say where the saucers came from um he said that one he, he did mention that one was from an archaeological archae, oh, archaeological yes that's why i brought that's that up earlier okay. yes right and so you know he was talking about it and he would he would give details about how these things worked um and you know he mentioned that they ran off of this very specific substance called uh element 115 and that you know was something that we really didn't have it was something artificially made that we didn't really but we were we, we he, he made it or helped make it or something mm-hmm. um during this time there and he told a story about how he might have seen an alien and you know he gave details about like the you know the seats in it were like very small and um you know things like that and you know this became a huge story because especially at the time we don't know shit about area 51 we know anything about it except that it i mean some people knew it existed the townspeople knew it existed and probably the people that worked there but that was it and um you know people lost their shit so then bob lazar goes on to do this this full documentary about it um and gave information there and then the story just kind of continues to get you know rockier and rockier um it turns out bob lazar's not a physicist and you know that's another issue is that um you know he said that was his claim originally he was a physicist but he was brought on to work as an engineer 
those aren't the same degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was because of um, he had he had invented like a rocket car or something. Like there was a newspaper, uh, the the local newspaper had done a story about how he had built a um, like a uh, not like a zero energy vehicle, but he had created some crazy homemade like rocket car that he was driving around town and the newspaper covered the story and that was what prompted them to reach out to kind of headhunt him to come work at area 51 right that's what he claims right but meanwhile he had no background i mean he says that the government you know once he came forward wiped all of his credentials but he's got no degree and anything that he claimed to have degree in um you know, and of course, I mean, I guess if you believe the government does that type of thing, sure. Okay, they wiped away his credentials or whatever. Um, and then none of the things that he really, I mean, we've never, something did come out later on where this Element 115 ended up being very similar to, well, we ended up creating an, an Element 115 eventually. Um, and some people think that maybe that is the thing that he was talking about. But we've also never built a, a flying saucer with it, so we don't we don't travel through space with it or anything um so it's like well you know was he just fucking talking out of his ass and throwing out numbers and names or you know was that something that he really did predict um there's just a lot of credibility issues with bob lazar's account he's not got any proof it's just like if we it's just like us having the big dick alien dude on he comes on he says i got the biggest dick in the world because i'm a fucking alien hybrid and that's it that that's it there's no other proof. There's no anything that, that we could, you know, right. do to make it. And that's what Bob Lazar's story is. He says he says that he that he went to school and that he, he graduated and he did everything that he said he did. The schools say they never heard of him before. Never. And right. his response is, well, that's what they want you to think. Now, right. does that mean that he's telling the truth? No. Does that mean that he's lying? No. It no. means we don't fucking know. No Same idea. thing with, like, what you said about, like, he says that, you know, they synthesized this this uh, element or whatever, element, and, right. and they were gonna do all this shit with it. And you're like, well, but if he did, then how come we're not flying to outer space? Well, you don't fucking we don't know if they are. Like that's the thing is that like he's talking about when you start talking about shit that can't really be proven one way or the other. All you can do is you know which side of the fence do you want to be on? Do you want to be on this side? Or do you want to be on that side? But it, it it's it it just comes down to personal opinion. Do you want to believe this guy's story? Because he doesn't have all the evidence to back him up isn't there. But if you believe his story, then it wouldn't be there. You know what I mean? My personal opinion is that it's bullshit. Right. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Um. You know, and I mean, I haven't talked to him, you know, I haven't had a time to, to drill him. I mean, people say, you know, he is a very smart guy. Um. And I'm sure he is, you know, but that doesn't mean that he's not a liar. So... <laughs> that i mean i just i don't believe his story no no other people from these teams i mean you know the government he he's still alive bob lazar is still alive he wasn't taken out by the government um the fbi did raid his house at one point he says that it's because they were looking for element 115 but you know they were like um no actually it's because of this um murder investigation that we were doing because of his company not that he killed anybody but they wanted to look for um it doesn't matter technical mumbo jumbo bullshit um you know but they had an answer at the ready and it could be that i mean 
you know, some people are like, well, why would they raid his house if they, you know, weren't? And it's like, I, why not just fucking silence the guy? You're the government. You can fucking kill him and call it an accident. Call it a suicide. You've done it before, government. We've seen you do it, you know? <laughs> so, I, I, mean, I always do. I always do wonder that, like, the fact, but maybe it's threat levels. Maybe this guy, this one lone voice um, out there saying what he's saying isn't nearly as damaging and worth the negative publicity because i mean look at like the epstein stuff right like this sort of killed that guy everybody knows that we made jokes about it. we made memes about it yeah. and like everyone's just like eh, well maybe he did maybe we don't really know for sure and it's like yeah but come on like the, all this i don't know so it's like sometimes they kill people and they can pretty much get away with it and sometimes they don't and those people are just ignored so it's like you flip a coin you know yeah. what i mean maybe well, they didn't you know, Bob Lazar didn't have any proof. Again, so it's just claims. You know, so without hard evidence, would but maybe killing him would have given his story more credibility, and by letting him live and letting him live sound and, crazy, yeah, make him sound mm-hmm. crazy. It, it does more to discredit him and silence him in, in a certain respect than killing him would have. You know, but and it, it wasn't just him though. It, there was a whole group of these subcontractors and none of them have ever come forward and said hey you know what bob's right and i find that part very strange like why don't we ever see bob and 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 john together and they're like oh yeah we work together on the fucking on that ufo remember why don't they get together with each other and be like look we can prove it because we can fucking make the thing that they were having us make in the in the lab well i think most most secret missions or or most stuff okay the secret stuff that no one talks about stays secret you don't even know that exists the only reason you know about some of the stuff you know about is because one person blew the whistle because one person made a deathbed confession or wrote a book but without those one pete one person telling their story there's shit going on that you don't even fucking know about because nobody talked right and so that's why it's like why weren't there more whistleblowers well because I don't think there always are. I think sometimes you only get one or possibly two people that speak up and talk about something, you know, uh, for the most part, people keep their mouth shut when they're told to keep their mouth shut, especially if their lives are in, or lives or livelihood or their family is being threatened. You know, um, the fact that there isn't, funny. yeah, the fact that there isn't like a whole tribe of whistleblowers doesn't necessarily mean that something isn't true to me. It just means that the government was effective in scaring people and to shut the fuck up you know i just think there's a lot about the story that personally makes me lean very skeptical about it um and i don't fucking believe him i don't know but um you know again i'd like to talk to him about it but it's hard to get a hold of i tried um (laughs) yes you didn't suddenly figure you didn't suddenly realize that your facebook friends with him not this guy not this (laughs) time no um you know he uh um he doesn't talk about this publicly so why he would go on fucking rogan show of, of all that piece of shit show of all things um and not uh credible yeah. things i don't i don't know but well, he was promoting a documentary and when he went on rogan it was him and the guy that directed the documentary that uh he didn't just do the show by himself he had the the guy that did the documentary on him come in and uh kind of do his thing too so they were pimping that. That's what that was. They were trying All to right, make money. I got you. Yeah. All right. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Bob. But if you want people to believe you, then you need to at least talk about it some more. Um, 
I'm just saying. I mean, you know, but he doesn't. He doesn't really talk about it. Um, he did those couple of things that that one documentary, and I guess it sounds like a second one. I don't know. Um, and that's really it. He really hasn't said much else about it. Um, so okay, interesting. Um, take that for for what you will. Again, none of his credentials check out. Um, you know, at least there's no proof of anything. It's just a guy saying shit i could get on the show right now and be like oh well i worked at area 51 as the fucking topless maid and and i saw aliens there and you know and you guys wouldn't know because i'm just saying shit i didn't take any pictures or anything i just saw it you know but what's interesting is that more people don't do that you know what i mean like you're right topless maids anybody (laughs) well actually that's a very big uh very big business that's a very big business especially men to go to go clean some old chicken hawk's house and your fucking tidy whiteies and they'll pay a couple hundred dollars an hour it's a, it's um, a good job yeah it is it is 100 percent. but um you know it's i think that's where you know outside of you get like bob Lazar and you got the uh area area 51 caller on coast to coast which we've talked about you don't i, I can't think of off the top of my head any really big area 51 um deserters that have gone public with their stories but we know people have worked there right like we know that like the base is inhabited and we know that people go to work there every day and we know that people have been going to work there every day since 1955 and they're all pretty much keeping their mouth shut with the exception of these possibly these two people so okay (laughs) all right then i got a list (laughs) allow me to uh get out of your way i know it's okay um yeah, well, but I do. I I know exactly what you're saying because that is something that I have considered with this is that obviously people fucking work there, right? And it's in the middle of nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And you know, it's not like it's an easy drive to get to. Um, obviously, they have to send in other people for other specialties and things that they're doing, um, because they didn't fucking open up Area 51 in 1955, and the same fucking people that started working there then still work there now. Mm-hmm. you know do they live there do they live on the base um you know here at right pat they live there you know but is there housing on area 51 i don't think so or at least there's been no reports of it um you know but then they still have other things like uh normal people shit i mean you still got to go to the grocery store and get your eggs and your shampoo you know so i mean yeah who are these people what do they do um there was an incident where and i think it was the 70s oh my gosh and i should have written this one down but i did not um where a contractor um sued the government because he got very fucking sick because of shit that they were burning at area 51 and they've been in trouble a lot with the environmentalist. And um, when that happened, um, the government is, of, of course, was still when they were denying the existence of it. Um, the president had signed something into 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 law that said that like they couldn't really disclose details about the case because it could compromise details about the actual place itself. Um, and that was a huge deal. And every single president since then has continued to extend this order every year. Or, you know, at least when they come in, when it comes up to question, um, where even if they're involved in a court case, which um, that's public record, they can't disclose all of the details in the public record. You can't just go and look up the lawsuit. I mean, you can, but most of it's blacked out. There's a lot of shit you can't see about it. Um, so that's interesting. And just, you know, more weird um, government denial or what have you. 
Uh, but let's get into the things again that make this famous. Uh, Bob Lazar, of course, obviously being the biggest one, um, which inspired the um, dreaded 1995 alien autopsy footage, <clears throat> which we have to talk about. Um, so a documentary came out. Can't remember the name of it. Ugh, I think it was Alien Autopsy Fact or Fake or some shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Right. And, you know, there was, for the first time ever, it was, um, you know, the finally, the footage of the, one of the, you know, one of the bodies captured from the Roswell crash where they conducted an alien autopsy. And it did not take very long for the original um, director, I guess, of the documentary to make documentary number two explaining that oh no yeah that was a dummy um but for the longest time they okay i'll I'll slow down for the longest time they had said that it was real and then eventually like 10 years later they came out with the second part to it and it was like decoding the alien who knows some bullshit like that yes and and they said oh yeah that was a dummy but it was an it was based yes most ridiculous fucking explanation that it was it was them uh recreating the footage of the actual autopsy film which why wouldn't you just use the actual autopsy film well no no, no we didn't do it that was too damaged right so we so we reshot it we faked it and then tried to pass it off as real so right. yes it's been universally accepted and acknowledged that that alien autopsy thing is bullshit which even as a kid i was like this isn't it was it was crazy to watch like because you're like I can't believe I'm watching, you know, but I don't think it ever rang true to me. Like, I think I, I always, a kid. I was like, oh, that's, I, I did not like aliens. I was very scared of them. And I thought this was real. Yeah. No. But by the time I saw it, it had already been debunked. And I mean, quickly learned that it wasn't. But the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's real. No, I never, the, the only thing that ever really freaked me out as a kid was the McPherson tapes. Have we talked about that on the show before? Yeah. It was like Blair Witch, but it was with alien abduction, and uh, that scared the shit out of me. Even though we know that's fake now too, but um, that like terrified me. But um, the alien autopsy thing, my bullshit detector went right off because they it just didn't look real. And the way that they, I knew enough about filmmaking at that point too to tell like where, like when the guy would step in front of the camera and shit, and they were doing cuts like. It's not hard to pick it apart. That's why they eventually had to admit that this wasn't real because it was blatantly obvious. It did not. Nineteen ninety-five when this came out, I was four. So I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know anything about any of that because I was four years old. Right. Um. You know. So I didn't know, but you know, I thought it was fascinating. And then it has come around again, full circle now, um, where. You can now buy a slot, a frame uh, via NFT of the alien autopsy footage, and the guy saying that, no, that that footage, that's one hundred percent real. We were threatened by the government to say that it was fake, and that is absolutely real footage of an alien autopsy. Oh They're my god! Back at it again, sticking to their guns. It's real. You're, yeah, you ruin your credibility, dude. Move on. Right, right. Go, you go get, you, do something yeah. else. You know, right. learn a new trick because this one's over. <laughs> we we got it. <laughs> you know, um, but you have to talk about it. It was a big deal when it came out, um, and it was a big deal for at least the first ten years until they were like, "No, it's fake." Um, you know, just because again, you couldn't really prove that that it wasn't real. You know, um, that's the issue with a lot of this stuff is that you can't prove it. But there was something else that kind of propelled this um, into popularity, and that was the 1997 alien interview footage. 
Have you seen that? Yeah, that seemed a little bit creepier to me. Where where they have it in the uh in the room and it's walking around. I don't know why that bothered me so much. It's walking around. I don't know what you're talking about. We're, we must be talking about different stuff then. I think we are. Okay. Um. So this one, um, it was actually featured. It first came out in a documentary called Area Fifty One: The Alien Interview, um, where a gentleman that just go just went by the name of Victor came forward, um, with what he says is an interview that took place in Area Fifty One with an alien. Um, he says that the original footage was about twelve minutes long, but this was like a three and a half minute clip, and he um was gonna show it on tv and so this whole production was put together and um actually i watched it once and it does seem to me that the actual documentary itself does seem very unbiased so they have victor come on and he kind of tells his story he never says what he did there um he has his voice distorted and you can't see his face um you know of course because his life is in danger um but he's kind of an asshole to be honest with you um the guy's very fucking rude all the time he there's a lot of questions <laughs> he just won't answer it's true there's a lot of questions he won't answer um but he said that you know frequently they would interview these aliens and they would capture them there was no details given as to how they would capture them but they would just capture them somehow and um they would, you know, conduct interviews with them that lasted between three to five hours long. They were always done telepathically. Um, but there was not a language barrier, but the things that the aliens were saying did not make sense to us because they were just that far advanced. Um, you know, so it was, they were very frustrating procedures, but they talked a lot about technology um, and things like that. And um, while Area 51 was switching everything from analog to digital, that's when Victor sought his chance and stole this clip of footage and was giving it to us to show on ABC or whatever. Um, <laughs> and it's an interesting story. Again, at some point, Victor leaves the interview. He gets up and just leaves. I mean, he really is an asshole. Um, but he did come back. I mean, he's kind of made his rounds He'll, he'll show his face a little bit of course he went on coast to coast um you know and, and with art bell and he was an asshole to him too and was like talking all kinds of shit and was mad about being asked certain questions and mad that i don't know some of his claims don't really make sense um but the video in question um i'll post it in the you know description below it's never been proven as a hoax but um it's a dark room you see an alien sitting there and there's like some device that's constantly flashing a light or something um which i think he explains is some type of device used in the in the telepathic communication um there's another guy that's off in the corner which victor says is speaking to the alien currently um the alien starts freaking out um and it's like in some type of distress and it looks like a team of doctors come in and start um you know checking it out shining lights in its mouth and its eyes and then the clip ends. That's it. There's no sound. Victor says that he purposefully took the sound out because it would give away people's identity. Um, but that's it. A lot of people say it looks very puppet-like. And, um, you know, I would have to agree with that. It does look very, very puppet-like. Um, because all you really see is the head and and maybe the neck and shoulders. Um, but the way that its head kind of moves around, and it does move around, um, it seems very odd. But the mouth does start reacting to the environment um a little bit so it's not moving or anything but it starts 
taken shape, I guess, uh, because the idea is that this alien was like had labored breathing or was gasping or something. Mm. Um, and and you know that does kind of correspond, but yeah, that's the uh, alien interview footage. And like I said, the guy is kind of an asshole, but it's interesting. Um, you know what the guy says about us. Uh, you know, is that the aliens didn't like us at all. Um, they just thought that you know we were very inferior and you know had really no interest in communicating with us at all even though we had captured them so we're like one-upping them he said that the the grays the little bodies weren't actually i mean they're bodies but they're not really their bodies that these things exist in some type of um you know oh my gosh what's the word sometimes it's like a spirit and the spirit just jumps around different bodies um you know and kind of drives a different meat machine and that's kind of how this thing was and um so like they would die they would die here on earth but it was just the body that was dying the actual alien itself would then go and reincarnate back into another body um consciously it seems um you know knowing that they're switching bodies um you know he explained it a lot like you know how they would entertain us a little bit, but not not much. I mean, um, you know, and we were just stupid to them. So I I don't know. Interesting concepts. I mean, that sounds believable. I think that kind of yeah. jives with what I like to believe. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's spot on, but it's not the most insane explanation of of the alien phenomenon that I've heard. No, I could buy the yeah. story. If it didn't look so much like a puppet, then yeah, I could totally buy this guy's story. Um, right. But, you know, again, but then, like I said, he would get very mad. I mean, he would yell at people and be like, don't fucking, he wouldn't say don't fucking say that, but he'd be like, I'm not going to answer any more questions. I'm going to leave. And, you know, he'd get weird. Eventually he started like spouting a bunch of religious nonsense. But you know what? Then again, if you have knowledge, like, you know, that there are aliens and that like you've actually fucking sat in a room and talked to them and shit, like you might go a little bit nuts. So I don't know. I wish he would re, you know, reemerge. I wish, I wish he would come back and start talking to people because he's just he had his time and he was never identified. Nobody knows exactly who he was, so that's interesting. Um, either it's a really good long con on the documentary um, filmmaker's, uh, you know, <laughs> roster that he's got going on there. Maybe it's just one of his asshole friends. I don't know, um, but very interesting. Yeah, the alien interview. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's a big one. That's that's an underappreciated tactic, is when people ask you stuff you don't want to answer. Just say I'm not answering that. I'm not going to answer that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I I do that a lot. I got a problem. Like, people will message me or whatever, and I don't have to fucking respond. Oh, you're very. I know. I don't have to. Your Facebook posts are like one third thirst trap photos, one third like party invites, and one third like quit talking to me. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Basically. Because I feel like I have to respond, so I always do, and I don't have to, and then it just eats away at my time talking about fucking nothing to people that I'll never meet. Right. So it sucks. But anyway. Um, you know, no is a complete sentence. That's that's right. the point of that. You don't have to right. answer anything. You don't owe anybody shit. Um, you know, so I good on you, Victor, for enforcing your boundaries. We could all take a page out of Victor's book. Um congratulations uh but yeah that that was a big one um i always find that one fascinating and then of course um another big story out of out of there is the uh majestic 12 sure which the majestic 12 was allegedly um like a task force signed into existence by 
one of the presidents and I can't remember who wasn't Eisenhower doesn't matter I think it was Hoover um of 12 individuals whose job it was particularly to go procure um craft debris or anything at all that we might get from UFOs and this was signed in after the Roswell crash happened but there's no evidence that this really exists. Some people came forward and said, here are government, uh, official government documents that we have mentioning Majestic 12 and what they do. Um, but the government has denied those documentation saying, no, that's not real. Um, and that's really the extent of it. They did later come out and uh, disclose Project Blue Book. So, you know, if there was a Majestic 12 I, I would imagine that it's that they go hand in hand together. It was Harry Truman. Hoover was the uh, CIA guy. Thank you, Harry Truman. So, right. Uh, I didn't want to let that one go because I know that some of the listeners would have been like, "What the fuck?" Yelling at the radios right now. So I got you guys. I got you. Pastor but yeah, bo- bogus. Bogus. bogus uh, yeah. yeah bogus that is that's what the military said about it it's bogus um i don't know what do you think about the majestic 12 pato so that it's funny you bring that up because i recently repurchased the book that kind of got me um into all of this which is behold the pale horse by william cooper it was a book that i had heard mentioned on man cow's morning madhouse which was he was a popular radio dj here in chicago back in the 90s and he he's gone to it's it's really interesting because he's gone on to be this like uh, super right wing uh, talk show pundit guy, but back in the '90s, he talked a lot about uh, New World Order stuff, uh, black helicopters, blue money, um, a lot of a lot of the you know kind of uh, dog whistle terms that was big with conspiracy culture at the time. And uh, I remember one time somebody called into his radio show and mentioned uh, William Cooper and behold the pale horse and how uh cooper had a ham radio show that he would do every saturday night which was kind of a precursor to coast to coast am and i went to my local bookstore and i ordered this book and uh super excited finally came and now you can get shit off amazon but back then you had to go search this stuff out and it had uh supposedly bill cooper was a retired navy intelligence officer that had like amassed all these documents over these over the years and had uh ufo sightings in vietnam and 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 found stuff while working with the navy and people had given him stuff and blah blah and he did a lot of stuff on uh there was a chapter on the majestic 12 there was a chapter on the kennedy assassination there was a chapter on the lost protocols of zion all a lot of this stuff has since been proven to be hoax materials and the question now is, and eventually Cooper was killed right after 9-11 by an ATF raid on his uh, government, uh, on his uh, like compound in Montana, wherever the fuck he lived. He lived out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, he had been getting into it with the local police, and the feds stormed his land, and, and he died in a gun battle. So what's interesting is that a lot of people are very split down the middle about Bill Cooper, and whether or not the stuff that he published was knowingly fabricated or if he was kind of bamboozled as well, right? Because we know he was naval intelligence. He's got the military record to back it up. Was he part of a disinformation campaign? Or was it just bullshit 
stuff that people were coming up just to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, we know it's not real, but what was the intent behind it? And with Majestic 12, it's one of those things where, like, you know, is it true? Is it not true? Is it not true and intentionally not true to make people think that it's true for a laugh? Or is it part of some elaborate disinformation campaign by the government, right? Um, and it's kind of interesting in retro and in, in light with like the UAP stuff now, is that the government is now kind of saying like we don't know what these things are, but did they potentially for decades perpetrate conspiracy theories, making it seem like they knew exactly what was going on, right? is majestic 12 kind of a psyop the theory behind it is it something that they did so that people thought oh no the government's got this elite task force that travels the globe and collects all this stuff and they have all this they have all this debris and they have all this data and they have all this information and they're researching right now and they're figuring it all out and now we find out that's not true well did they start that rumor so that we thought they they were in control of it all right um I don't know, man. It's a real good question. Uh, a lot of people say that. Um, there's actually been proof that they have used um, UFO sightings to their advantage, which Area 51 may be responsible for that during the first, um, whatever the fuck the airplane was. I don't like. I don't give a shit about airplanes, you guys. Um, whatever the fuck the airplanes <laughs> were that they were testing the first time around, uh, there ended up being uh, a rise in reported UFO sightings in the area. The YouTube Lockheed U2 was that was like the first big thing that they tested there isn't that like a terrible band also or something you too uh rattle and hum's a pretty good album but yeah the rest of their stuff's kind of garbage i don't give a shit about airplanes or you too so you're very you're very nihilistic this week i don't know if it's because (laughs) you you no longer have sovereignty over your body or what yes it is you are you are scorched (laughs) the fucking earth everyone's a goddamn liar fuck this shit fuck bob lazar fuck all 12 of those motherfuckers this is all bullshit (laughs) i'm with you sister let's burn some shit down i like victor though and his asshole self i love that guy (laughs) fuck yeah victor get him get him um you know but but they did they used the 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 youtube um um test and and let people think that they were ufos you know because that was a good cover (laughs) for what they were actually doing And, and there's been like other reports of that um We'll talk about it eventually. There's a whole conspiracy tied to it, and we'll t- one of these days we'll do it. Um, you know, and and entertain. I personally do not subscribe to that idea very much. Um, I'm not saying that the government hasn't used UFOs to their advantage. Um, or, you know, or at least uh, the disinformation to their advantage. They have, um, but I don't think it's as deep as other people think it is. I don't think the government's that smart. You know, honestly, that's just me. But I, I mean, I agree. They could have put those Majestic 12 documents out there just to, you know, take the heat off of something else and let people talk about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. I could see that, you know, because those documents did come from somewhere. Somebody fabricated them. You know, and then, but then again, right. also, the government could be like, you know, someone's like, hey, government, what the fuck's up with these uh, files here that you got? And then they're like, we don't know. And they know this whole time that's theirs. You know, I don't fucking trust the government. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> why would you at this point? Jesus right, Christ. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, so, I mean, I, I could I could take it or leave it, um, you know, with that. I mean, right now, Majestic 12 is, is recognized as a hoax. Um, but I I mean, 
sure, I could buy that it was a thing. But then again, you know, to me, like I said, it doesn't make sense that they would declassify Project Blue Book, but not declassify Majestic 12. Right. Why wouldn't they? I don't think Majestic 12 was real. I think it was a, it was a, uh, well, because you also don't want to name names because that kind of, you know, might telegraph a little bit about lineages of power and, and whatever, you know, if, if it was. If it's that. The Rothschilds or the Vanderbilts or whatnot. Sure. Like Vanderbilt, of course, he's a fucking broke ass Vanderbilt. I mean, like the real ones. I mean, like, what's a his real name? Vanderbilt. Like, what's his name? Uh, Anderson Cooper. Not like Mike Vanderbilt, like, you know, Anderson Cooper. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, I think Majestic 12 was probably bullshit. And, it, and whether or not it was an elaborate disinformation campaign um, or if it was just one of these rumors that got started that spun into, you know, some crackpot just talking shit, telling stories sure. to try to see how many people would spread it. Because, I mean, that's something that we were talking about this with Mike, actually, uh, last episode, about some people create bullshit memes that are misleading just to get a rise just just to to see how far it can spread it's not about they're not it's not it's some internet troll it's not some cia operative right so it was like majestic 12 like the byproduct of some internet troll well the the equivalent you know the modern day equivalent back then or was it like you know them trying to steer people in the wrong direction or kind of guide public perception of what was happening you know i mean just like with everything else here there's not a lot there still um there's just not enough to say one way or the other if it's real or not i mean the government's saying it's not but then again it's the government that's hiding all this shit so do we trust them to say that it's not i mean and and that's what it is or or do we not because i mean that's kind of up to your own uh personal experience i guess with the government um but the one thing that that i did find that probably does hold some water um ironically is uh weather manipulation yes people say that there's weather manipulation that happens at area 51 that they're trying to um harvest the elements to to their advantage or disadvantage you know whatever for war purposes of course um which i a thousand percent believe that yes um we do know that the government has been involved with such type programs um that that information has been declassified mm-hmm. and we have actually covered stories on the show talking about other countries that have manipulated the weather um because of drought and things like that i think it was india that did that last year because mm-hmm. they were suffering a terrible drought so they made it rain mm-hmm. we kind of talked about the ethics of it um so yeah i think they're, they're probably they're probably doing that sure it's, in- it's interesting this comes up because i had just read something online this week about how um weather manipulation is part of the military's ultimate goal because if you are trying to be the strongest military power on the planet uh part of that would be weather manipulation because that obviously has is such a key component to warfare is the, the weather and whether or not it's on your side right yeah um whether or not you can control fog or rain or, or whatever sure you know? um and that and once you realize that that you know so weather is we know this you know Weather is a component of battle. It's a variable of the battlefield. And once you realize that it can be manipulated, then as you know, a strategic military force, you are going to choose without a doubt to attempt to manipulate it to your advantage. This is just logic. This is not me talking out of my ass. This isn't fucking, 
you know, some pipe dream or crackpot theory. This is just if A, then B, then C. Right. So, yeah, yes, this is 100% happening. We know that it's been happening. There's, what is it, like DARPA? Uh, what are the other ones? There's, uh, oh, I don't know. There's tons of them. There's tons of them. <laughs> there's tons of them. Let's <laughs> Google we, it. That's your homework this week. We can and we do manipulate weather. That is a proven fact that we have the technology to do it. So if it is a proven fact that we can manipulate weather, are we using it as a weapon in war? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's e- that's an easy one to swallow. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we? You know, that's of course we probably are. <laughs> you know, and maybe they are testing it out in the deserts of of fucking uh, Vegas. <laughs> one of the first weather modification programs was Operation Popeye where clouds were seeded to prolong the monsoon season in Vietnam. And uh, it, it was such an issue that the United Nations actually banned it under the uh, Environmental Modification Convention. They were like, that's not fair. That's, that's how much of an issue it is that NATO got together and said, you're not allowed to do this. The United Nations got together and said, you're not allowed to do this anymore. They would not have done that for something that was non-existent. Right. All right. Yes. Once again, basic logic. That's how much of an issue it is. Is that you know? Yeah. So that's happening. We absolutely do. I mean, are they still doing it now? I I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they need to test it anymore because they've already figured out. You know. Well, that's like you know. Once they talk about this a lot with nuclear war, is that once you make the bomb, even if it's going to take ten years, even if it's going to take fifty years, you're creating something that eventually your enemy is going to get that's just the way it goes right so like we created the bomb but now it's something that we live in fear of once the genie's out of the bottle there's no putting it back in so we may have pioneered or or been you know we may be in the lead of weather modification but there's other countries that can definitely still develop it and use us against it so then it becomes a stalemate because if we start doing it are they going to start doing it and our stuff can it might be more advanced and more targeted and more precise but maybe their stuff is is dangerous in its own right because it's so slipshod and all over the place that they could start some kind of ecological disaster by using their shit. So nobody right. uses their stuff at all, right? right. So, speaking of war, and uh, we just came off of disinformation. I just have to insert this. Uh, my favorite theory when studying about all of this was that Joseph Stalin got together with joseph uh mengele the nazi scientist doctor and took a bunch of teenagers and injected their heads with fluid and then put them on a secret craft that they had been working to develop and crashed it into the deserts of new mexico so that the u.s government would find it and think that there was aliens that is not that um that's not that far-fetched. There was an X-Files, my favorite X-Files episode, uh, has to do the one with Alex Trebek and Jesse the Body of Ventura um, as Men in Black. There, the, the plot line of that episode is that um, the, the you, kids are out driving, like they're, I don't know, they're going off in the woods to fuck or whatever, right? And they come across the UFO, and the UFO is piloted by Greys. And then the greys kind of come down from the UFO and are abducted themselves by... By the kids? No, by Bigfoot. By another UFO that's being piloted by Bigfoot. 
and the <laughs> idea uh, it, it's a very tongue-in-cheek episode it's one of the Love ones that. that's played for laughs but what the what the the theory that the episode puts forth is that the first ufo with the grays piloting it were actually u.s it was uh it was a u.s test craft and what the u.s does is have their pilots wear these gray type these uniforms that make them look like grays so that if they are captured or if they crash it'll be mistaken for an alien spacecraft and not and not a, a u.s aircraft wow so yeah that's something that's that's not the first time that i've heard that and if like let me put it like this if it made it into an episode of the x files it's got to be something that's been talked about for at least a couple decades. It's got to be real. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, well, I know the X Files is one hundred percent real. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said X Files wasn't that. necessarily cutting edge, right? Like it was, sure. it was, it was drawing upon pre-existing mythology, pre-existing lore. So, um, I think I, it's I hilarious. I don't think that's Stalin theory. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but I don't think it's entirely that far-fetched. And then you that's know. why the at first they were they were excited to announce that, that this was an alien craft and that bodies were recovered. But that's why they recanted was because they found out that they were fucking stupid and they were duped. <laughs> they didn't want anybody to know. <laughs> right. You know that. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that one up. It was kind of fun. Um, I think that one that one's probably bullshit. But a girl can dream. So. Sure. <laughs> But I don't have anything else. But you, you said you had something that was big. No, that was the was <laughs> it wasn't big. It was the Zero Dark Thirty, uh, them using Area Fifty One to plan for the American raid against Osama bin Laden. Oh, that was it. Just that it, we know that Area Fifty One was used for that. Which is, yeah, we do. Yeah, we we know yeah. that. Um, and then we also that's how we found out about um, uh, you know, the upgraded stealth technology that we had at the time we've probably got better technology now but um was because of the um osama bin laden uh raid was because they had used something new that they never yeah, used the stealth helicopters yeah yeah right and that's another thing people talk about the black helicopters or whatever and it's like well we know those are real right and that's all we really need to know about i mean you know I don't think the government needs to tell us everything. I don't think we need to know everything. Obviously, we see what happens um, when people get involved in politics and people are stupid. Um, you know, we don't need to know everything. Um, but if they would at least give us a little bit, then we wouldn't sit around and, you know, be left to wonder what it is that's going on. But then again, what does it matter if we know or don't know? Well, that that works to their advantage. Like, you know, the, the power of perception, as long as the narrative is that they're in control that they know everything that they have a secret treaty with the aliens that that suits them that benefits them it makes them more scary you know they don't need to kill kennedy they don't need to be the one that killed kennedy they just need you to think they were the one that killed kennedy and yeah. not know that it was really the mafia or whatever you know what right. i mean like it's it you know it's better to be it, it's just as good to be perceived to be dangerous than to actually be dangerous it works just the same way right especially when no one's going to test you so um which is what makes the uap thing interesting in today's light because now they're putting forth the story that they're not necessarily in control that they don't necessarily know what's going on and you got to sit there and stroke your beard a little bit and wonder why they're doing that because that trust me they're not going to put out any kind of story they're not going to say a goddamn word unless they're they've thought it through they've looked at this and, and i know that people disagree and say, you like to say no they're not that smart well i like to think some people are i don't know <laughs> Maybe maybe they're not, but uh, I, I guess to to assume that there's some kind of order from all this chaos is uh, 
even if it's horrifying, it's still more comforting to think that people are just randomly doing shit. Well, see, to yeah. me, there is order to the chaos. It's just beyond our scope. Right. We're not a part. We're not a part of the um, uh, equation necessarily. We're just kind of, you know, players that it's happening to. We're we're too small. You know that. But that, that's what I think. I mean, like I said, I don't think that we're smart. I don't think that we know anything i don't think the government knows i don't think i have any idea i think they're right i think for the first time ever they're actually being somewhat truthful about these uaps and i think that the information that they're not sharing is more information that adds to the mystery not solves it and they do that because they see how people react when their answer is well we don't really know what the answer is um, so they don't want to scare people, but I think it's deeper than what they're saying. I mean, it's deep enough for them to classify these things as a threat to us. That's what they're saying. They're a threat to us. Well, why? What happened to make them threatening? What do they do? Um, and I, I think that maybe just something did happen, and that's why they're saying that, but they're not going to tell us what because they don't want us to freak out. And when I mean us, I don't mean like you and me. I mean like regular people that don't listen to the show, you know. Um, but that's me, you know, that's my personal take on it. What about Area 51 in general? Pato, what do you think about the place in general? Never been there. Uh, I think it's real. I think it's definitely there. Well, it um, is, yeah. <laughs> they admitted <laughs> it in 2013, finally. <laughs> right. And those, those guys tried to throw a fire festival there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I think that it's probably four-fifths, just your average run-of-the-mill top-secret airfield where they test uh, top secret aircraft of various origins. I think there's probably some uh, UFO shit going on there, extraterrestrial or whatever. Um, but I think that for the most part, it's, you know, it's uh, top secret because military needs top secret for non-UFO reasons, non-alien reasons, you know, and that's that's where they go to do their top secret shit. Yeah, don't... Uh... Don't go there. If you go there, fucking stop. Read the signs and fucking stop. In 2019, they did shoot and kill a man trying to um, enter Area 51. Um, they fucking will shoot and kill you. I mean, the guards there aren't even... Like, they're not government. They're subcontracted. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I can't remember the name of the company, but it's through a certain company. Um, you know, and they're in unmarked vehicles and things like that. But, like... The security there is insane. I mean, they got the cameras, but, you know, they have motion sensors miles and miles. They know that you're coming before you even know where the fuck you're going. Like, <laughs> they're very aware. You know, don't don't go there. Um, you know, like I said, go up to the gate or whatever. I'd, I'd like to go hit up that Area 51 gate. And you guys know what I'm talking about. But, you know, that's as far as I'm going to go. Um, but, you know, as far as what is going on there, well, something's going on there. Um, I can't tell you that it's aliens or, you know, again, I don't think we know anything about aliens like that. Do we, could we potentially have some, you know, crash debris? I guess so. But, you know, Ted Ramey, (laughs) uh, he had mentioned how stupid it kind of was to think that like an alien craft would come here and then fucking crash. Like, how dumb is that? That's a huge mistake. Um, and, and I kind of agree with that. You know, how dumb is that? I don't know. Maybe we have never recovered any debris at all. Maybe it doesn't exist. Um, but there is... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Uh, why? Why? Right. Why what? Why, why is that why, dumb? Yeah. I mean, like, things can crash. I mean, if it I, was... I guess things can happen, sure. But if you're a fucking intelligent race that can traverse space and time 
and you crash, that's dumb. I mean, yeah, I guess it's it, hilarious. It depends on the numbers. Like, if they only sent five five crafts here and one of them crashed and their so their success rate is only eighty percent, yeah, that leave that doesn't look good. But I mean, like, if they've sent like thousands upon thousands over the millennia and there's only seven that have ever been down because of geomagnetic disturbances or something like that might be a little bit i i, I, I don't know didn't account for. I, I, i'm just saying like i, I don't you know ted ramey i love you <laughs> but, right don't piss off ted ramey i'm sorry i don't know who, who are we pissing on today so it's like ted ramey gets a fucking pass everyone else you're gonna string up by their goddamn toenails okay not victor right. though Victor and Ted Ramey. Victor and Ted Ramey, yeah. They get a free pass. Everyone else can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Literally everybody. <laughs> no, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I, I haven't been there either. I don't know. Um, I, but I, there's something happening. There's something beyond just fucking airplanes. I'm telling you that right now. It's beyond mm. that. It, it's beyond just the military inventing shit and weaponry. and so, They're doing that at every single base across the entire country. And you know, while there is heavy security places, you can, st I mean, it's nothing like it is at, at Area 51. Nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's something to take into consideration. Well, they're hiding something. What is it? Um, I'd like to know, but they're not going to tell me, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they will anyway. Um, I think we'll, we'll continue to have stories and legends about it. Um, but, but some of the other more pointed stuff we talked about, I mean, Clearly, the alien autopsy footage is fake. Um, you know, clearly, I, I don't think that the Majestic 12 was a thing. I, you know, I just, I, fucking even Bob Lazar, I just don't, don't buy a story. Um, but there's something there, and I think that it's something that we haven't even really thought of, and I think that all of our theories are probably dead wrong as to what it might be, so. Maybe. I think that they have a secret base of, uh, they're, they're conducting experiments on people or something, I don't know. They have like a Soylent Green factory, and that's where all of our beef supply comes from. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but Area 51, it's always fascinating. I will always uh, stand for it, and I will always continue to read anything and everything that comes out about it. Because, um, of course, I want it to be something magical and majestic and spooky, you know, so. But that's my opinion on it. Pato, anything else? Nope, I said all I have to say. All right. Well, we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday.